So guys, once again, welcome. Quick introduction of who you are for those who are listening to, so those who will be listening to, to us right now on podcast and might not know who we are um, on that one. So I'll start with myself. I'm Prince. I'm, um, uh, I, I, I hate using the word um, founder, but God has given me the opportunity, the burden to be able to start this vision in empowering men going forward, um, especially in the areas of relationship, finance, um, in the areas of finances, businesses, and of course, careers as well. Um, the vision is birthed out of the book of Romans chapter 8, verse 19, which is the earth is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. And I just truly have passion to see uh, uh, the sons of God manifest in their areas of life. Um, so that, that pretty much is me. Um, so if you want to know more information about us, check our Instagram page at manifest I underscore INTL, and then you might get to know each one of us a little bit more. So that's myself. I'll pass it over now to Jesse. Yeah, my name is Jesse. Um, just like Pastor Prince, I love men. I'm passionate about seeing men progress in life because I myself was one of those guys who had a lot of potential but didn't actually meet the full potential. So I've always had that passion and that, and that zeal to see men become who God wants them to be. So that's just me in a nutshell. Awesome, awesome, yeah. And Jaleel? Yeah, I'm Jaleel, um, part of the Manifest team. I do the uh, help with the social media and with the prayer um, by the grace of God. And yeah, I'm excited to see what God does in the life of young men. Um, passionate about business, passionate about finance, um, passionate about family and community as well. So yeah. It's a great team to be a part of. Awesome. I'm Shabazz. Um, yeah, part of the Manifest team. Um, what can I say about myself? Um, I'm passionate about a lot of things, but definitely manifesting the glory of God is something that I want to do. Um, living out, not only understanding purpose, but actually living and manifesting purpose. So that's me, mate. <laughs> So, yeah, one of the main things we're looking to um, kick off this week is to be able to talk about solutions. We need to start talking about how do we go forward from here. I heard one lady said today online, something was quite powerful. He said, for every other ethnic minority or groups or whatever you want to term them, that their history has been televised. Or you talk about the Holocaust, it was televised. You can go there and you can see the physical places you can... You can still watch videos of what the Germans did to the Jews. You can look at Japan in terms of World War I, I believe it was World War II, and you can still see it's televised, and everything else is televised. But when it comes to the slavery, a lot of it is not televised. A lot of it is pictures. A lot of it is almost controlled of what they really want you to see. So imagine if you can actually televise how the slavery world started. A lot of you that would know about slavery is from movies, and it's from Hollywood. Does that make any sense? And it's directed for entertainment purpose. So we didn't really get to know what really, really happened. So what we're seeing right now, uh, is, I'm, I, I believe is probably 10% or 20% of what actually really happened because they don't really want to show the nastiness of how bad things were really were. Does that make sense? So hence the reason why uh, maybe a lot of people are still feeling the... Um, injustice, or maybe that was done. So, if I throw it at you guys now, what do we actually want? Now, we're, we're sitting with president, we're sitting with prime ministers, and they say, okay, you've marched over the last two weeks, we've heard your cry, we've done wrong, forgive us, you know, let's move forward. So, guys, what do we want? 
I think we want to we want to change in a system, you know, mm-hmm. systems that have been built upon racism and injustice, and they've been built to um, to favour the elite. I think that's what we want to change in now in the education system, in the government, government police, uh, the way the criminal justice system is. We want to see an actual change in our systems and literally a tearing down of it and a building it from fresh, um, where you have different leaders of different community come together and say, okay, how can we benefit all different communi- communities, not just a specific demographic of people and then another demographic of people get left behind. So an actual system or different systems, so the education system, the economic system, government, uh, criminal justice system, all those different systems, actually having influential leaders from different communities coming together, sitting down and saying, listen, can we build this system um, based upon fairness, upon justice, and upon righteousness? And even when you see little things like a white person and a black person can do the same crime and a black person will get more years and things like that, we have to ask those difficult questions like, why is that? Why is it that somebody can do the same crime as somebody because of the colour of their skin? they can get uh, a longer sentence or whatever. So go to the root of the, the issue, tear down that system and then build a whole new system that's built upon justice. Um, and also just opening the door for different people that have the the skill set or the, the knowledge and the insight to go in. So different lawyers, barristers, doctors, uh, teachers and stuff like that to be at the forefront of these moves. And, and obviously as we're Christians, from the Christian world as well, the Christian sphere of black, black Christians to actually sit in those places. Wow, that, that's really great. Shabazz, what do you think? Because you were very vocal last week about police, about, you know, forgiveness or not forgiving, you know, and so forth. Your past as well, you've experienced these things personally. So from your perspective, what do you think? Following from what Jalil said, I think it's, yes, yeah, a change of perspective, a mm. change of mindset amongst other races so not just the white race but the way asians view the black community the way chinese people view the black community it's just the the view and the way the black community is viewed in the world i think that needs to change um and also the way black people view white people and the way that black people view other races i think if the perspective changes and we see each other as an equal I guess then it will filter through and infiltrate the sort of systems that Jalil's talking about or the sort of institutions that Jalil's talking about, such as the police institution. If we've got police that see a black man and see a white guy and is not intimidated by one more than the other, I think then the brutality and force that they use will be on an equal measure. But I think the stereotypes of a of a black man of a black person causes other races to be intimidated by us causes yeah. other races to see us as inferior so i think we we don't have to change who we are we don't have to change our culture we have to i guess push for a perspective change amongst other cultures so that we are accepted for who we are so it's mm. like when i go to the place of work i don't want a white person to just relate to me by saying wagwan bro or to start mm. a conversation with me about chicken just Gross. because I'm black, you understand what I'm saying? I want, I, like, I yeah, want there yeah. to be a level playing field, you understand what I'm saying? So forget yeah. culture, this is my personality, you understand what yeah. I'm saying? So forget my facade, let's imagine a world where each, like the Bible speaks in the Galatians that there is no barbarian, there's no Samaritan, there's no mm-hmm. race in Christ, all are one. So I want to see a change in mindset, I want to see a change in perspectives, I want to see a change in, in the stereotypes amongst 
the um, black race or the black community that is upheld by other races, if that makes sense. Wow. I hope that makes That's sense. That's powerful. That's powerful. Okay. I love the fact that, okay, we're, we're talking about perspective now, working, we're going to go a bit deeper. I want to ask you a bit more questions. And guys, if you, if you have questions concerning these areas as well that we're talking about, by all means, you know, shoot it in as well and let's discuss this. Uh, Jesse, what's your take as well on what we actually really want? I think the law and Shabazz have spoken very well and said a lot of things that were on my mind. These systems were not designed for black people. They were not designed for justice for black people. So it needs to be mm. a tearing down and a complete rebuild on a foundation that's built on justice and not to suit the white man who's elitist. It's about justice and peace and unity for all. I think another thing I want to talk about as well is um, amongst the black community as well, I feel like we have to see unity. I don't want to sound too controversial, but I think we have to understand that we have to unite. If we don't unite as one people, then we're going to divide amongst ourselves. So I think unity is a key part of what we need to see. And like Shabazz said about stereotypes, when they someone sees a black man, they shouldn't be scared. Um, because many examples I've had in my life where just walking in the street, I see a woman holding her bag a bit closer because he's seen a black man walking past. These are not things that a white young man has ever experienced before in his life. So I think mm. we need to, we need to they need to, stereotype needs to be moved away. And I think, I say the key thing for me is unity. Okay, and from you guys, to any one of you guys can answer this. Thank you so much for sharing that as well, Jesse, regarding to being able to give us the playing field. Because truthfully, to be honest with you, I feel like <laughs> if there is playing field in a lot of areas in this place, like I feel like, especially from black communities, we will rinse a lot of industries um, because we are naturally competitive, either physically, mentally. We always aspire to want greatness. I don't think I've ever met any uh, person, especially from African and Caribbean background, who maybe don't, their parents don't want them to be educated or their parents don't want them to be excellent or mm. they want to live in their mom's house till they're 50 or 40. Does that make any sense? I think my take is on it as well in terms of what do I like to see. I truly agree with what everyone wants to say as well um, in terms of being reviewing the, educa the education system is so key because I'm thinking, while you guys are talking, I'm thinking to myself, the fear, where, is the, where was the fear created from? You know, who told the policeman, who's probably 22, 23-year-old, to be afraid of black, their, a black person? You know, who's feeding them this information? Because that's what we need to call the source. Because we can talk about the education as much as possible. But how did you wake up one day and think, okay, a guy in a tracksuit bottom, a guy wearing black, a guy that's black that's coming to a store, he's got a gun, he's going to stab me or he's going to kill me. You know, where does this information come from? So we need to look at how media portray black people over the history and they need to change that because that is one of the first places you start because you can't see a teenager who wasn't around in the 50s or 60s i might understand maybe an old lady clutching her back thinking oh when i was growing up all these people were all slaves anyway so maybe now she's still stuck in the 1940s or 50s but how come a new generation of 20 30 year old guys are still having the same mindset that their grandparents had. So it's either they get passed on from their family or the system itself in terms of media system, education system, uh, in school, all you know about black history is slavery. There is oh. no black empowerment. There is no, our history starts from the slave ship. That's it. In 1865, this man went to Africa and, and, and got a bunch of black people onto the boat <coughs> and brought them to UK. That's where our history starts. So when this, uh, is being taught in school, we, are, we sound like people without roots. 
We sound like people without source. We sound like people without legacy or history that we were just found in the middle of the jungle somewhere like animals and we were just put into chains and brought over into, into the UK to become, uh, uh, to be treated less than animals. So this is where our history has started. So if you're looking at the education system and you're sitting there as a 10-year-old, 8-year-old, and you're looking at the black friends that you have, you're thinking, oh my goodness, I feel so sorry for you guys because you guys came from slavery. So here's the reason victim, victim mentality begin to be imputed upon us. And now you now have an eight-year-old, 10-year-old black boy in the primary school thinking, okay, my ancestors, my grandparents were all slaves. So I'm truly a, a stranger in this place. I don't deserve to be uh, put into the structure of the system because you guys were just slaves. You guys were just brought here to do this. Not knowing that it was the black people's work. It is the Windrush generation. It is the slaves that were brought into this Western world that actually built the Western world, that actually developed a lot of technologies that you're seeing. Um, the train tracks, the traffic lights, and so many other technologies that were stolen away from those slave uh, people. Because if you're owned by a slave master, whatever you create at that time, is your slave master is is the owner owner of it so a lot of reformers need to happen now the question now is you guys are spoken about it in general what does it now look like on a practical term we're saying that police need to stop looking at us like criminals and treat us equal where does that start education system where does that start give me an example of what should be implemented today i think i think so for me, if I was to sit in front of Boris Johnson yeah. or in the House of Commons, yeah. I would ask for a review of the socio-geographical position of right. the black community. Mm. So because most of our areas or predominantly areas that are predominantly black are areas that they classified as high community, I mean, sorry, high crime rate and low education in terms of their excellence and qualifications that come from the school. So mm. I'll look for a, a review of these areas and find out why is it that these areas are number one, high for crime, number two, because the crime rate, the crime rate relates to the police engagement. And that's why you see a lot of black men or black boys interacting more with the police than white people because there's more police in their area where they live because mm. it's classified as high crime. So these areas, because what you won't see much white people, I'm sorry, much police people in a place like Ardley Green or Hornchurch. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because these places are not high crime rate unless it's a burglary. Do you understand what I'm saying? But nevertheless, you will see a lot of police in Brixton, Peckham, so on and so mm. forth. And even at that, you will see that the, the, the I guess, the GCSEs have changed now, but the, the amount of pupils that leave secondary school with um, A star to C is different from these white areas as well. So I would ask for a review of why is this happening? Do you understand what I'm saying? Why are the black people, why are we as black people congregated or I guess, I guess infiltrated in areas that are seen as poverty? Do you understand what I'm mm. saying? That are seen that as mm. high poverty rates. And even now with gentrification, we don't know, we, we, even now with gentrification, we don't know where where black people are being put. We don't know if black people are now being assimilated in other high-class areas or, mm. or they're actually going to other ghettos just outside of London. We don't know that. So mm. I, would like to see, I would like to see the migration of the black community within London 
and outside London. I would like to see why we congregate in areas that the government classify. So not us. We might not classify it as a ghetto. We might not classify it as a place that is high 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 rate of poverty but the government d does this we not we don't classify areas as high crime rate we might not even though it probably is we don't classify that but the government does and this causes them to i guess give us the worst the worst teachers in our schools this gives yes. us the, the more police in our schools and so on and so forth because we're talking about schooling but no black person i don't well i don't i know every second generation black person rather take their kid to a, rather, first of all, put their kid in a private school. But second of all, if their kid had to go to a state school, they wouldn't go to a state school in the area that they're from. They mm. would always say, I'd rather take my kid to Essex. And Essex or these areas, Dartford, whatever, is a white predominant area. Do you understand what I'm saying? So that's why their kids are getting better education. They get into better universities. They're going for better jobs. Do you understand what I'm saying? It starts literally from the ground up, from where we are positioned socially. So I want a review for I want a review of that, and then we want us now hit the stigma upon these areas. Stigmas like because mm. they 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 gentrified Peckham, gentrified Hackney, and so yes. on and so forth. But now the gentrification has brought other races, but the black race in. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm. So these 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 places where our parents live now they're. I guess 500, 600,000 pounds per house, but none of our parents own any of them. Do you understand? We don't mm -hmm. have no wealth. Do you understand? I'm saying we don't own none of them. But now they're increasing, they're increasing in price because white people are coming in. But when mm. black people were there for 10, 15, 20 years, the price never increased. Why? Do you understand? Mm. I'm saying why did it never increase? So different questions like that. But I would ask for a review of our social um, position. That's where I'll start personally. Ah, fantastic. That, that is a very well-detailed answer. That I, like. I love that. I love that. Okay, anybody else as well want to review other areas that you feel like we can make changes or is required? Change. Yeah, man. I, I agree wholeheartedly with what Shabazz says. I think there needs to be, it needs to be addressed because something that I came, come, I came into awareness is to understand that London's not even the, when, you, if, when you're in London and you hear about the news of what goes in London, you think London's the worst city in the UK. London's yes. not even the, big, the worst city in the UK when it comes to crime. Liverpool yes. is worse than London. Do you get what I'm saying? And that's not yeah. black boys. There's black boys in Liverpool. I'm not saying that there's not black boys in Liverpool. But it's a predominantly Caucasian community that are committing crime. Um, so there needs to be, I think there needs to be, there's a lot of bias within the media. Do you get what I'm saying? There's a yeah. lot of biases towards black people. There's a lot of, like you're saying, they're trying, they're doing it on purpose. They're trying to infiltrate fear into the heart of people and they're trying to create a stereotype around black people so that no matter what race you are, when you see black people, you think these are the lowlifes of, of society. So mm. there needs to be, for me personally, I think the media industry, 100%, they need to be, that needs to be tough. I think that just needs to be just completely shut down. BBC yeah. News, Night News, all of them, just all the, the newspaper articles, the newspaper um, organisations, literally shut them down and let's build from scratch. Because even that, there's this whole X Factor um, scandal that's going around with Misha B. I don't know if you guys have seen it and stuff like that. But even um, something that was said um, was the fact that Gary Barlow said, listen, the, uh, the X Factor producers used to come into the room and stir up trouble amongst the black people just so we can get a, just so we can get a news article because we know that the black aggressive woman sells. So people are just creating this, do you get what I'm saying? Creating this buzz and this fear and they're playing into the bias, creating false, mm. false, um, for scenarios, do you get what I'm saying? To get to sell, to sell things and to make money. So I feel like definitely for me, personally, if I was sitting down with Boris Johnson right now, 
I'll say to him, listen, you need to review the media. Um, and also you need to put money into these communities. You need to put money into these communities. Take, I would, I would even say, listen, if it means taking some money out of, the, out of the policing, then take money out. Because why is it that the first thing that people say when they say, oh yeah, knife crime and gun crime and gang violence has increased, oh, let's get more policing. But police is part of the issue. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? Police is part of the issue. Like what Shabazz is saying, there's more police in that area. Go to Liverpool, I'm sure it'd be the same thing. But what I personally believe is there needs to be more into like the schools in that area. Do you get what I'm saying? There needs to be like, for example, I'm sure if you go to work in a school in Peckham, you're not going to get as much money as if you work in a private school. Do you get sure. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So if I'm a teacher and I've got a great education, why would I go and work in a school in Peckham that's going to be more challenging when I could just go to a private school or go to another public school that's got better grades and I'm going to get more money? So there needs right. to be a sort of equal pay there. So uh, you need to have um, um, bonuses or uh, things that attract good teachers into those communities, you know what I'm saying, into those schools. Because it's not fair that somebody, because of their economic status has to go to a worse school and get a worse education in the United Kingdom. Do you get what I'm saying? Because if we're not in like back home or anything like that, we're in the UK. Do you get what I'm saying? So I believe that there needs to be more uh, money put into those schools that are lacking, more money put into to youth centres as well. I think youth centres is a fantastic way to engage the youth. And I think we need to stop focusing on prevention and start focusing on empowerment because mm. the reason why a lot of these guys are disengaging I think the whole education system needs to be like, some of these kids just don't care about algebra. Some of these kids don't care about bi- uh, uh, chemistry and biology and physics, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But they care about making money. That's why they're selling drugs. So yeah. if you can empower them, do you get what I'm saying? If you can offer courses, like entrepreneurship courses, financial co- courses, uh, buy trading courses, like bu- buying and selling, not just Forex and stuff like that. But things like that, we need to advance. We need to move at a time. Social media courses, content creation courses, things like that. I think that's what we need to be heading towards. This is the way. How can our education system still be the same for the last 80 years? Like, the world is revolving. Do you get what I'm saying? The times are changing. Like, it's just like, and then because the whole education system is built to make sure that your employ, employ, like your, your employability rate is high. But black people, do you get what I'm saying? If you're black, then being employed is quite difficult if you haven't got accolades. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm, like yeah. The whole system is just is, is fitting you up to, for failure because they know, okay, the white guys, they're going to be, do you know what I'm saying? They're going to be looked at more favourable because of their name on their CV. So that whole education system needs to be just literally, it needs to be, there needs to be a revamp in it. There needs to be a revamp in it. There needs to be change. There needs to be things that people can actually engage with because there's 13-year-olds making money off TikTok now, off YouTube now. Do you, like, why are you gonna, how are you going to tell them to sit in class and listen? Like, this is things that they should be learning. Like, how to make money off YouTube, how to make money at a young age, you know what I'm saying? Because this is what they want to learn. So this is how you keep them engaged and keep them off the street. Because one of the first things that people always do when they, when they make some money, like rappers, is they buy a house outside the ends. Because no, nobody really wants to be, a, well, not nobody, some people do. But people that are really on road, I'm sure Shabazz can give a, a, a greater definition, but no one really is like, yeah, I'm on it because I love it. It's just they want to make money. Do you know what I'm saying? That's why everyone that's on road sells drugs or does fruit because they're just there to make money. Do you get what I'm saying? So I feel like if we can give them that opportunity um, to make money and, and, and that elsewhere without going the way that they don't want to go towards like getting a career, getting a nine to five, a lot of these guys don't want to do that. Um, so yeah, that's what I personally think. That, that, I think, yeah, thank you so much for that, Jilid. I'm, I'm loving the answers and I just wish that maybe one of these governors and MPs are listening to this kind of conversation and I hope they get to watch this or listen to this um, so that they can begin to hear the voice of the people of what we truly want. I just wanted to follow from um, what Jalil said, and he's so right yeah. in terms of increasing the funding in these areas. But one mm. thing I, I would say is to switch, because they have been putting funding 
into these areas in terms of youth clubs and so on and so forth. And they don't see any change. So that's why they cut the funding. But I would want to see funding for to increase the financial intelligence or financial acumen of the people. Because the rate of debt amongst our community is high. And this is the reason why we're dependent on the government. And this is why the government can tell us where to go and where not to go. You know yes. what I'm saying? If we had money in our pockets to put down your parents, if they had money in their pocket to buy their house, then gentrification wouldn't happen because I yes. own my house. You can't move me out of this That's area. I own it. where I live. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm. So I think if, if we are able to understand the finance of things, I'm able to understand the economics of things, able to come out of debt, do you understand? Able to stop living on credit. Do you understand what I'm saying? Stop living on, what's job seekers? No, universal credit and so on and so forth. Stop living on benefits. But that obviously comes from a place of work. You, you have to have an income. But a lot of our parents have incomes. A lot of the black community have businesses and so on and so forth. But the businesses are not progressing because we're just using the business to make end meet. We're not using mm. the business to actually create wealth or to become yeah. rich, if you know what I mean. So I think definitely if there was more investment or more and they probably wouldn't be because they they think it's not it's not right but i think personally if we knew the value of money if we knew the value of investing if we knew the value of being out of debt or we knew the value of be, having good credit or having a good credit rate amongst our community then we can buy properties we don't have to because a lot of that businesses they rent they don't own the shop they pay an asian man do you understand a lot of barbershops they're not landlords. They pay the Asian guy. A lot of yeah. even hair shops, do you understand what I'm saying? Corner shops, black owned. They're, they're, they're black run businesses, but not black owned. Like they yes. don't own the land. Do you understand what mm -hmm. I'm saying? So I think if we do so, because that's just like the Jewish community. If you go to a Jewish area like Stamford Hill, not only is it Jewish owned, I mean Jewish run, they own it. Do you understand what I'm saying? So they can't, the government can't go to Stamford Hill and say, right, we're going to gentrify this area, Jewish community, you guys go to Dartford and we're going to bring since when what how <laughs> it can never happen it can never, never. happen do you understand mm -hmm. what i'm saying so 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 that's the logic behind it is that the community do you understand needs to i guess when i say wise up the government needs to invest into the community to increase mm -hmm. our financial intelligence and that will definitely support the black community man definitely. so do you think the the government will want to do that in terms of being able to empower, because this is one thing I've learned from a very young age. I'm going to be young age, probably around from 14, 15. And somebody said, um, well, I think, I don't know if I was listening to the broadcast. I don't know what I was watching. And they said, as long as I can kill your name, I can devalue your products. Before you can kill a man, you have to kill his name first. So I believe that before they can, the reason why we might be seeing a lot of this gentrification, a lot of the media, portraying us in a negative way a lot of the different things that's been happening now for example someone like marcus rashford raised 20 million pounds within weeks forced the government to be able to do a u-turn to to feed 1.5 million children for the summer that already have food and i'm not seeing praises of it everywhere he's been around for he's done it for like a month ago or even six weeks ago and people are just picking it up now here and there and highlighting it but it's only been really praised in the social media i'm not seeing in the front of the newspaper but i guarantee you if what's his name that guy man city folding do you know do anything as half of that he's a savior does that make any sense but i understand where we're coming from in terms of education but i don't truly believe the government will want to teach 
uh, the black community how we can get wealth and and I think or how we not how or, or be educated how how well the country is run. If we can understand how well the country is run, where the money is printed from, how we how the people that make decisions on budgets where they put the money into, why they put the money into those places, then what you're saying is if they can empower a 14 year old by the time he's 20 to be a millionaire, and then don't you think then the the value of diamond in Congo, do you not think the, the negotiation skills will be different? Because then if you begin to get one in ten I am African kids or one in black kids are millionaires then you're looking at empowerment of Africa as a continent. Then you're looking at the, the price of coffee going up. Then you're looking at the price of, of cocoa going up. I mean, the, the, the price of uh, uh, sugar cane going up. The price of everything else that's produced, mm -hmm. diamonds, that they will get for £1.50 per whatever and sell it to us for a million pounds a year. It will begin to go up because you're empowering people with finance, um, financial acumen, how to run their own credit, I'm having a sense of ownership where they can begin to build communities, having a sense of being able to run the country. Then you are looking to raise a whole new generation that can go, you know what? I can be successful here, but I'm going to go to Africa and start building my own diamond mines. Exactly. I begin to build different things. And that's what, but it, that's what needs to and happen. And that is the that's fear. What needs to happen. That, that's exactly, that is what I don't believe the government will change the education system to be able to empower this as they are benefiting from them saying acne is a violent place brixton is a violent place this place is a violent place why because they're driving down the price of the property and the land but what then happens is an investors will come in an investor will come in and go i want to buy the land in, in hackney but the price has been driven down so instead of it being worth 1.2 billion they can buy for 800 million pounds and then what they will turn around to the council and go to the council we will give the council one billion pound if you allow us to build this development within hackney build shopping centers build all these kind of things create jobs that's what you hear for ten thousand people over the next 10 years what do you think the, what do you think the council will say of course you can who are the people there low socioeconomic income people yeah let's move them to tilbury and they can live outside in Tilbury, where it's probably one of the most racist places in Essex. And then you now begin to get another generation that's getting racially abused, creating this victim mentality, creating um, 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 feelings of inferiority. And then they will then have children in that area that's raising another generation that's mm -hmm. afraid of police, that's feeling victimized, that's feeling isolated. And this is how the circle continues and continues and continues. We're being shifted from Hackney to other areas and from uh, they, they, they will move up from Brixton if you go to Brixton now it doesn't look like Brixton anymore I went to Hackney the only place I was black in Hackney was Dostey Market I, got, I literally I was I was seeing some retail shops in, in Hackney I was thinking why this retail shop a suit that's like a thousand pounds why is it in Hackney mm. because I know an average person in Hackney wouldn't want to go buy a suit from here I'm seeing some retail. I'm grabbing what? Since when is Acne having all these kind of stores? You don't see local coffee shops anymore. You're not seeing this independent where one cup, cup, cup of coffee is six pounds. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Like, yeah. You're thinking, it's organic. It's organic. Organic. Coffee is organic. organic. Hand picked coffee. <laughs> but, but some 10 year old in Africa, they wouldn't tell you that, but yeah. it's organic. And they're selling it. And our people have been driven out. And it will increase the council tax by 10% to 20%. And then you begin to pay uh, uh, 
community tax. So what do you call this place? Where community tax. If they need to clean your flat, you need to pay a thousand pounds every every year and so forth. So all these things are systematic things that's been that's been done. So unfortunately, I will hope the government will see the reason to be able to educate people financially. But I think it works in a benefit though. There's Ooh. a downside. There's more downside for them than there will be upside. Because if you can True. empower the black community, if I'm a millionaire and I'm a billionaire in this country, I wouldn't I wouldn't stay here. Sorry? I wouldn't stay here. If I'm a millionaire or a billionaire, I wish I would be soon, I wouldn't establish my route here. I'm going to Africa. I'm building infrastructures. I'm building factories. I'm employing people. I'm paying them the right amount of money. I'm not going to let them stay in somewhere working a diamond um, place, money to nine, and only earn one dollar at the end of the day. And we will say, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. I will to empower the people. Does that make sense? Go on. But, but that's, that's, because, that's because of where you're from. That's because of your heritage. That's because mm. you wasn't born in England. You understand what True. I'm saying? Like someone, like someone like Jalil, I don't know. I'm not speaking for Jalil. Do you understand what I'm saying? But so Jalil is, first of all, he's Caribbean or half Caribbean and half African. And he was born and raised in the UK. So I yeah. think, I don't know. I th obviously, Jalil's an investor. So yeah, you'll see the opportunity in Africa to invest. But as a place to live, I don't mm. think Jalil will go to Africa. I think, I think Jalil will invest money in Africa, but bring that coin to spend in the UK. Spend I think the UK. anyway, Jalil, correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. But nevertheless, I think personally, it would raise the GDP of the country. And yes, for black people to, um, I guess, have that type of wealth, there has to be a transfer from another race. I'm not going to lie to you. There, will, there uh, has look, to be a transfer. Where are going to go into that? Where are going to go <laughs> there into that? <laughs> there has to be a transfer. There has to be a transfer. But at the end of the day, this is what we want. And we won't be satisfied until we see this. You've just yeah. laid out the vision the, 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 the vision for black people for the next 50 years. If we, everything that you said, Pastor Chris, if we can achieve that in the next 50 years, we've done very well. Very. And if we achieve anything less than that, we're still fighting the same struggle. So yep. that is where we aim to go. And I guess if that blueprint is made clear, if step by step of how to get there, how to raise um, the, 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 the GDP of, how to raise the GDP of each and every single black person in the UK, how to, how to, how to I guess, own areas, own communities, own buildings, so on and so forth, and then invest that coin into Africa, establish infrastructure in Africa, allow more investment in Africa. If we're able to point out that vision and lay it out, make it plain, then we'll run with it. That's, That's what I'm saying. It. And That's we will it. achieve something great.